Hey, what's going on, guys? Matt Beasy here, episode number two, February 21st. And this show will have nothing to do with crypto. Um, I want to talk about what is going on, what has went on. I guess it's starting to subside now with temperatures rising, but I think it's important for us to reflect on uh, what has happened over the last week or two across the southern United States. Um, and while it's important for people in the southern United States as well as people across the United States in general to have an open conversation about the conditions in which a lot of us faced this past week. Now, some of you guys know I now reside in the southern United States. Uh, this past week, we were hit with a tremendous ice storm. Uh, we did have snow. I wouldn't say it was a major amount of snow, but there was tremendous amounts of ice. And we did end up losing power uh, and uh, power and electricity for roughly maybe 48 to 72 hours, uh, which was which was really terrible. I, I must admit it was not the worst situation I've ever had in my life. One time in St. Louis, we lost power for eight days due to a real bad ice storm. Uh, I had to pull out the kerosene heaters and whatnot. And and everything was all right, but it, it was miserable, obviously. We've become a society that has uh, been so reliant on um, electricity and technology to keep us busy that, you know, and life has gotten so good to the point where sometimes we forget how unindependent we are. And, and the funny thing about that is, is obviously... Uh, a large amount of the cryptocurrency community that is out there that listens to the show, uh, air on the side of caution. I know a lot of you guys are, um, I wouldn't say preppers. Some of you guys are preppers. Some of you guys are, uh, in remote areas of the United States. And a lot of you guys have, I wouldn't say anti-government views, but would have views that would lend you to be the type of, uh, individual that understands that the government will not always be there for you. And, and I think what has happened this past week in Texas, in Louisiana, Mississippi, um, has shown us once again, that we cannot rely on the government to be there for us in the worst times of need when it comes to life or death situations, whether it's COVID, whether it's hurricane Katrina, whether it's this winter storm that just came through, how many times do you need to see the government fail to provide help for its people? And honestly, as much as I want to say they failed, there was warning that this was going to happen. And people, a large amount of the United States citizens are so wrapped up in everything but what is going on right around them that they just missed it. They just missed it completely. They were too wrapped up in Instagram and Facebook and getting their likes and their shares up that they did not prepare. They were not prepared. Now, I'm not going to say I was totally prepared. I definitely wasn't. But the day before the storm came, I did make a trip out to Walmart, made sure that we had a uh, deep freezer full of food. Uh, we do have a gas stove in the house and obviously gas water heater. Um, the house is primarily electric, electric heat, whatnot. So uh, when our electricity went out, we did lose our heating, but we didn't lose hot water and we didn't lose uh, the stove, which was a godsend because we could still cook food on the stove. And uh, we also could run the gas stove and heat uh, a good portion of the front of the house, 
which was a lifesaver. And, and thankfully, we were able to do that. Uh, we did, like I said, lose electricity, though. And I did not have a generator at the time. I do want to give a shout out to uh, one of our loyal subscribers to the channel, DePeister, uh, involved with the Neutron Project, um, for sending me a link for a 4,000 watt generator you can currently buy at Home Depot. I'm going to put the link below this video in case any of you guys want to get one. For uh, the pricing he got it for was 279 bucks, which is incredibly cheap for a 4,000 watt generator. Uh, I ended up purchasing one myself, which I haven't received yet. I will receive it Wednesday, and uh, I will never go without a generator ever again in my life because I'm going to tell you guys right now some of the most miserable time that I've had sitting here, no lights, anything. The first night, we were not prepared uh, light-wise. I mean, we had some flashlights here, but uh, we have a lot of friends that lost power, water, and heat. And uh, the first night, we did have electricity, so they all came over here. But the second night, when our power went out, uh, I was up all night, literally, by candlelight. And candlelight's not enough to do a lot. I'll tell you that right now. It was not enough to read a book. So it was it was quite the experience. Set up all night, waiting for the sunlight to come up. A little bit of candlelight, just thinking about the current situation and how I could change things next time it happens if it happens obviously this was a uh i don't know if you want to consider it a once in a lifetime storm for the south but uh it was probably along those lines so not that we're going to see that anytime soon but we are in a region of the country down in uh, the southern united states where hurricanes are quite prevalent uh even though i have not lived down here through a hurricane season yet so i i went ahead and took the dive and went ahead and got the the 4000 watt generator if we have a hurricane come through or anything like that where the power goes out or another ice storm who knows uh i definitely do not want to be in the same situation i'm in so i'm seeing a lot of videos though online about people saying the government has failed them the government has failed them and i do have to say this the you have failed yourself um and that may be very insensitive but you have failed yourself if if that's your thought. We are still humans. And as much as people want to uh, really think they can rely on people to be there for them. And there are people that you can rely on, your family, your friends. We are still creatures of survival. And if things decide to hit the fan, nobody's going to leave food on the shelf for you. Nobody is going to provide you with their electricity at all. Not when it becomes scarce. And don't count on these businesses to do it either. Don't count on them to provide for you. And it's not that I think it was a uh, so much a strategic. Some people are out there saying that, hey, they're trying to kill us down here. They're not trying to kill you. There's an ice storm. Logistically, there's nothing being delivered to Texas. Logistically, there's nothing being delivered anywhere when you have ice like that. So you need to be prepared. It's They don't have food to give you because the food is not coming into Texas. Obviously, I drove a truck. I understand this. When you have ice like they had down there, everything stops. They're not going to put drivers at risk to get food down there. You need to have food. You need to be stocked up on batteries, lights, some sort of heating elements, kerosene heaters, whatever it may be, generators, fuel, invest in these things. It's not even a very expensive thing to do. And it's amazing to me that outrage for 
the government to do something for individuals when it's really their responsibility. How many people have an iPhone? How many people right now are currently financing an iPhone and upgrade their iPhone every year? That same money that you're paying to finance that iPhone could go towards a one-time fee to buy a generator. So you could have a electric heater in your house. So you could cook food. So you could power your internet modem and be able to run basic services in your house. But it's amazing how far our country has become dependent and outraged against the government to do things they were never designed to do. And I think it's it, it's important, and at least with this episode of the show, to take a second and uh, really reflect on how us as individuals owe it to ourselves to secure our existence in case of catastrophe, in case of some sort of uh, disaster or emergency situation. Now, I know a lot of you guys got guns, you got bullets, you got vaults, you got you got stockpiles. And I think as you get older, it's obviously something that becomes more uh, apparent that you need to do these things. And uh, I think a lot of you guys are involved in that. But there's a very large majority of our communities, of our neighborhoods that are not prepared at all. They literally do not have the wherewithal to plan for these types of situations. And it will lead to uh i'm not going to say riots or anything of that sort but some sort of civil unrest as far as uh people being put into situations where they have to do what they have to do to survive but they could have easily have been prepared they could have easily been prepared people have been um you know the government has been pumping money into the economy people have been shopping people have been celebrating christmas as of recently at some point we have to start teaching people around us that maybe Christmas isn't as important as securing your family's livelihood, our ability to survive. Let's step back from Christmas and say, hey, it's cold outside. If the electricity goes off, do we have a way to heat the house? Do we have a way, if God forbid the water shuts off, that we can continue to survive? It doesn't take much at all to be honest with you uh you know the generator is a pretty costly investment i mean a couple hundred bucks that's not astronomically high by any means but uh you know if you're making a minimum wage out there it might be hard to get your hands on a generator but at least get a one that can run a little heater that way in case the heat goes out you can survive a couple days and not worry about heat being out it, it water in the united states is everywhere there's no reason you can't fill a couple milk jugs up with water and have them stored uh, in your house in case your water gets cut off. That should not be an issue. I, I saw a lot of people doing a lot of creative things on different social media sites as well, though, like TikTok and Facebook. I saw a guy who couldn't get a shower running, so he strapped a uh, like a one liter bottle up to a shower head and basically used the, the nozzle on the bottle to go ahead and take a shower, which I thought was absolutely creative. And pretty cool. And, and and there are plenty of smart people out there. I would think the majority of the people that watch our show aren't the people that are being left in these situations. But I think we should also take into account just the, the vast amount of people that are actually currently being left in these situations and realize that that is a troubling sign. That a large majority of the United States 
has not prepared themselves for these type of situations. And when we have such a large majority of individuals that don't prepare themselves for emergency situations, we should be a little scared because we are mainly in proximity of these people. And if they're not prepared, they are going to knock on your door. They are going to seek help from you. And if, and honestly, I can't tell you whether, you know, we would all like to think we should help everybody. But when an emergency situation occurs, it's your responsibility to help your family. It's not your responsibility to help anybody else. Now, morally, maybe I could be ripped to shreds for saying that. And you want to do what you want to do what you can within your limits. But nobody expects anybody to sacrifice themselves. So, um, you know, it's just something I, th- I, th- I think needs to be accounted and talked about because there is a narrative being pushed online about the government has let people down. The energy companies are the ones to blame. The water was cut off down in Texas. Well, they weren't prepared either. Their systems were not ready for that amount of snow, ice, freezing temperatures. They had never experienced anything like that. The highways down there are not prepared for ice or snow. And when you live in Texas or any of the other southern states, you need to be aware that that is the situation there. So when ice is coming through Texas, no, there, there is no, not going to be any snow plows. There's not going to be any ice removal. Now, I guarantee you that same storm would have hit Wisconsin. They would have had it cleaned up the next day because it is built for that. But when you live down south and you start seeing snow and ice or you see it in your forecast, it is your duty to go to the grocery store. Make sure you have enough food to last you a week. Make sure that you have some candles. Make sure that you have blankets. And have all this ready to go. And a lot of it, like the candles, uh, a generator, gas can be stored quite a while, maybe six months to a year. Have these things ready just in case. Have a plan in place where, you know, if anything hits the fan, you can go ahead and make sure you're safe and and taken care of. I remember, I'm, I'm 37, I remember growing up, it was like, yo, we have to have an escape plan for fire. If anything happens, this is where we rendezvous. I don't know if that was in school or at home or whatnot, but you guys get my drift. And nowadays, it seems like the average, the large majority of maybe half the population has no contingency plans whatsoever. The contingency plan is the government. But I don't know how many times we have seen the government fail the citizens of the United States. Over and over and over again. Every natural disaster for the most part. It's a slow moving organization. It's a slow moving entity. That has to be yelled and screamed at to do anything. And even when that happens. You're not going to get the help you need. Look at the people that have been wanting to, to actually receive more stimulus. Look how much effort. It takes to get you that $1,400. It has not happened yet. Yet you think they're going to rush down there in the middle of a snow blizzard and save you? No, they're not. This is the part where you have to remember that as humans, 
the struggle to survive was not an easy one until recently. And we're only on a razor's edge away from straight chaos. And I think that's what we saw down in Texas this week. We saw panic, food being cleared off shelves, hoarding. But that happened because people were ill-prepared. That's why it happened. That's why the lines were three miles long out the grocery stores. That's why people didn't have water or heat for a week. That's why the energy prices were sky high. Now, not to say that there's not price gouging. Not to say that there aren't other factors at play. But be prepared. I know not only did I buy a generator, I also bought another thing. Uh, I'm going to post the link below this to the video as well. I'm going to post the link to the generator we got from Home Depot. Not sure how long it's going to be on sale for. Hopefully, it's still on sale as I put, when I post this. But uh, I also bought what's called a BioLite stove. Uh, it's like a camp stove that people take out to the... They take out when they go camping, right? But uh, it's got some thermodynamics that allow you to charge your phone or any electric device that's USB just off the heat of a fire, which I thought was really interesting just due to the fact that, uh, you know, with a generator, you got to get gas, but some places had gas shortages where you wouldn't be able to get gas. Well, what if you still wanted to charge your phone? Some of us have cars. Some people don't. So I kind of like the idea of this bio stove. It, it, you put sticks and wood in it, you set it on fire and the heat charges your phone. It's a very interesting system, and I'm sure I'm not technically talking about it in the proper manner, but it is what it is. I'll post a link to both these, uh, the generator at Home Depot and as well as the bio stove if you guys want to go ahead and check it out, or bio light, bio stove. Not really sure what it's called, but I'll post it below. The The, the stove is a little bit of an expensive item. It was 160 bucks to charge a phone, but hey, worst case scenario, I'd like to have my phone. At least I can watch some movies, things of that sort. Uh, the generator though, I think that's a must have 4,000 Watts, 279 at home Depot, probably a pretty good buy. So, uh, once again, shout out to the Peister for going ahead and, uh, let, uh, telling me about that and informing me of the awesome sale. And, uh, I will have it moving forward. I, I was able to, and, uh, another thing that I would definitely recommend is if you guys go to Walmart, uh, they sell some like battery operated led lights. These things are relatively cheap. They're maybe about anywhere from five to ten dollars. Buy yourself a couple battery-operated LED lights, and just have them in the house stored, put up in case your electricity does go off. They are a lifesaver. I bought a couple LED bars, uh, light bars that were ten bucks. I'll post the link to those below as well. When the power went out, we put them up in different rooms. They allowed us to obviously navigate through the house at night without any uh, having to burn our cell phone batteries down every time we moved. And they last a long time, which was great. So it is. And it's the sad part to me is that I feel the need to do this episode. It's kind of ridiculous to me uh, that I feel like I need to do this. But I think it's just important to keep the situation that just played out in the forefront of our minds so that as this storm subsides and we still feel the effects of what's taking place down in Texas and these southern states. And, and if you're not in the southern states, obviously, you're already prepared for this. But if you are in the southern states and, and you're still 
feeling the effects of this last week playing out. Hopefully that'll be a little motivation to get up off your off your rear end and uh, go make sure that you have the things you need in case this happens again. Because it's not a uh, pleasant situation to be in. And, and I'm seeing a lot of people online just totally distraught. You know, and, and there's misinformation as well. They're talking about uh, how some of the counties are having to bring in refrigerated trucks to store bodies. Well, that makes sense. If the electricity's out, the freezers aren't working. So they need to bring in a refrigerated reefer truck that runs off fuel to store the bodies that's not that's not a sign that the bodies are piling up it's just a sign of their infrastructure is not working in texas right now or wasn't working at the time being a lot of misinformation as well i i think we're in a very uh unique particular time where social media is so good at pushing the conspiracy theory and the disinformation allowing anybody to have a voice that sometimes we're not understanding. Uh, we're not getting the truth about what's going on. And that can go both ways. Sometimes the conspiracy theory is true. But also sometimes there's a lot of misinformation regarding what is actually happening. Um, and and how systems work. But hopefully people um, will start paying closer attention to see how these electric companies operate how the infrastructure in their cities are, and it'll bring greater awareness to the fact that when you live in Texas, down south where it's always pretty pretty nice, that if by chance you have one of these freak ice snowstorms for a week, you're probably going to be in for some pretty rough times. But if by chance you were at the point where you felt like you were about to die, you were probably ill-prepared. By all means, you were probably ill-prepared. And you owe it to yourself to be better prepared. So with that being said, my name is Matt Beasley. Episode 2, being prepared for any emergency scenario is of the utmost importance. I'll let you guys go. Have a good evening. Like, subscribe, share. Love you guys. I'm out.